0: All right, guys, this week we're recommending the Dealing Justice podcast. They are completely done with their first season, so quick, go listen to it. Catch up before they start season two as soon as you're done listening to our episode.
1: 911, what's the nature of your emergency? Your world can change in the blink of an eye. He walked into the bedroom and you know that she had been murdered. So he's running up and down,
2: screaming, oh my God, someone called 911, there are two men
1: killing a girl. I know my son, and he would not go that long without saying anything to anyone. Safety can be an illusion, and reality a nightmare. So how do you steal a person, a grown person? Unspeakable crimes can penetrate any small town, big family, pretty
2: face, or innocent child. And in the wake of a loved one's murder or disappearance, there is nothing more cruel or desperate as silence
1: why won't people talk about it that's another thing people don't want to talk about it around here for the families of the missing and murdered they gambled with their sanity as they lose hope in closure and settle for justice that's where the cold case playing cards come in in each episode of the dealing justice podcast your hosts jennifer dubasek and Lori jennings will spotlight one card from the cold case playing card deck Hear the victim's story from the friends and family who knew them best.
2: Her mom will never stop fighting until she finds out what happens to her daughter.
1: Learn about the crime and help close the case. Welcome to season two. We're not just playing cards. We're dealing justice.
0: Okay. Hi guys, I'm Kelly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's Ashley. <laughs>
2: yeah what she said
0: uh, hold on one more time okay from the top one more time from the top quiet on set i can't reach it and cut cut, cut. i'm so dumb <laughs> you're so smart you sound so dumb sometimes thanks well you are you're smart but sometimes you just you it's like you forget oh yeah i'm smart <laughs> So
2: I, was, I, all right. So I was watching this. I got caught up watching this YouTube video about volcanoes. Okay. And I was trying to to tell someone about it, and I could not for the life of me remember the word volcanoes. So I said Hawaiian
0: mountains. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. They occur in other places, but you're technically not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it made perfect sense to me. Mad mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Angry mountains. (laughs) Hawaiian mountains. Okay. Okay. Got a couple of good things there for the blooper reel and action. Hey guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to A Day With Murder. So, our case today is from February 15th, 1992. Jason Oric Williams was born on April 18th, 1968. He was adopted by his aunt and uncle. Or aunt. I guess I should <laughs> say aunt. <laughs> Wait. It's aunt. My, my southern's coming out. He was adopted aunt, by though. his aunt and his uncle. <laughs> aunt. That's right. I know it's how we say it, but most people say aunt. No. Anyways. Yeah. That's a strictly southern thing. It's aunt. Oh. We matter. just leave out letters. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we don't like this one. Until we add in letters, like we say can't instead of can't. Yeah. So we add like yeah. a Y or an I in there. Can't. An I, yeah. Kaint. Yeah. right. Anyways, I'm going to start all that over. But
2: see, we have like a pile of letters. So we take out this U, put it in the pile, and then we add the U to another word later on. All okay, right.
0: What, what's your excuse for y'all? You all. I know. But what do we do with U? the O and the U?
2: It goes in the bucket. And then we can, <laughs> <in>
0: the, <laughs> the letter bucket There's a hole in my <laughs> bucket
2: And so like later on When we add letters to a word like you said We take them from the bucket Because there's the extras Nailed
0: it That sounds like I a just, lot of work
2: I just nailed the southern vernacular Ooh <laughs> Vernacular Yeah I said it
0: That's That was spectacular You have a spectacular <laughs> vernacular <laughs> Okay where were we i don't even know i'm gonna just go start over okay jason orrick williams was born on april 18th 1968 he was adopted by his aunt and uncle as an infant after (laughs) you still said aunt i know i'm just keeping it aunt. i've decided i don't care sorry i'm gonna start again okay i'm so sorry i was honestly trying to help you we speak how we speak fair enough Jason Oric Williams was born on April 18th, 1968. He was adopted by his aunt and uncle as an infant after his mother left him with a babysitter and never returned. He grew up in poverty, right? Why do do some people have kids? Just, it makes me so sad. Right? Like, who does that? But, okay. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) You're right. You're not wrong. (laughs) He grew up in poverty and didn't do well in school. His adoptive father began beating him when he was 10 years old. And I normally would have just said father, but since you abuse your kid, sorry, you're just adoptive. You're just the adoptive father. You're not the real father. Sure. Because adoptive parents are parents. Okay. At the age of 12, he was sent to the Bethel Children's Home in Mississippi. And this place had a lot of shady business. It was shut down several times. It operated in Mississippi. It was a faith-based school, um, which are already sometimes very very troubling so you sent your kid there if they were troubled but the trouble could have been anything from staying out too late or if your parents thought you were hanging out with the wrong people one of the kids who went there his name was alan Knoll. he was there when he was 10 years old and he said that it was just years of physical and emotional abuse at the hands of the staff in 1980 officials in 1980 would have been about the time that he was there mm-hmm. um jason orc williams Officials removed 38 kids from the uh, house after allegations of abuse made national headlines. The school still stayed open. So eight years later, the state of Mississippi removed another 72 children from the school and then finally shut the school down. Um, And then the owner, the Reverend Herman Fountain, was arrested for assaulting a police officer, not for the abuse. And then it came back with a little bit of a different name. Now it's called the Bethel Boys Academy. And then it was moved to shut down again in 2003 after more abuse allegations. Oh, my God. Anyway, so that school was a scary place. Um, He says that he was hit on the legs with a switch until his legs went numb. So it was, yeah, it was not a good place to be. And he was sitting there when he was 12 and he was there for about a year. Wow. Yeah. Um, And then when he was 17, he needed his birth certificate to get a job. And this is when he found out about the adoption. So he started sort of having a downward spiral. He began drinking and doing drugs like LSD, crack cocaine, and ecstasy. At age 18, he attempted suicide. Eventually, he met Sandra Elsie, and they were married in 1990. During their marriage, there were a couple of instances where he slapped Sandra in the face, pulled her by the hair, and broke her glasses. So after about 10 months of marriage, they were divorced. They continued to live together for a while until Sandra discovered needles from his drug use. She asked Williams to leave, and he moved in with friends of his, Gerald and Claire Paravink. <laughs> no. We both did the head tilt. Because that's not how it's spelled later i know I think it's called fa- para vinci late para Vinici or I something think like that later I, it's a typo calm down oh well i was just making sure sheesh you're such like a when st- i write trail instead of trial ding, ding. trauma queen well this is different this is a person's name so i don't know if it's a typo or it's just wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's right, just right. a typo. There it is. <laughs> okay <laughs> just checking
2: <laughs> Nailed it. you're such a bitch sometimes <laughs> and it's the best i'll support it <laughs> okay even though it's usually directed towards me
0: i'll still support it 100 <laughs> percent. all right anyways where was i okay so sandra and jason can can what <laughs> she- <laughs> it's gonna be a long night i don't need a long night i need a short night i'm gonna rip your float Okay, Jason and Sandra continued to live together for a while until Sandra discovered needles from his drug use. She asked Williams to leave and he moved in with a friend of his, Gerald and Claire Paravanichi. They lived in a nearby trailer park in Mobile, Alabama with Claire's son, Jeffrey. Shortly after Williams moved in with them, he and Sandra began working on getting back together. They had made special plans for Valentine's Day. Their Valentine's Day date included going to get dinner and having a couple of drinks at a bar. By 11 p.m., Sindra was ready to go home, but Williams wasn't. He asked her to drop him off at another bar. She did and told him to call her when he was ready to be picked up and she headed home. At the second club, he met up with some friends and he drank even more and took LSD and another unknown drug. They then went to another friend's house to smoke crack. That is not a good night. No. That's not. It's it's Valentine's Day and she's like, okay, I'm ready to go home and he's like, yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm not. I still have crack to smoke and stuff. What You're, Sandra needs to just You're being walk a do wrong. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the next morning, one of the friends he was with dropped him off close to the trailer park where Williams was saying with the with the Peravanecis.
0: <laughs> Peravanecis.
2: Can you please just take that and drop that in every time their last name has to be said?
0: Absolutely not. It's super fun to say it. Say it. Peravanecis.
2: You said it with so much enthusiasm. It was the best. <laughs> Pair of Veniti with the pair of venetis pair of venetis
0: pair of
2: <laughs> pair of venetis Okay, he got there around six a.m. and Jeffrey let him inside and they started talking. And Jeffrey says that at this time he didn't um, look like he had he was high or drunk or anything; like he seemed normal. And then Williams then called Sandra. She was upset that he didn't call last night to be picked up like they had agreed. Well, I mean, yeah, because it was he- Valentine's Day and he just dipped out on her.
0: Yeah. Poor Sandra. Right. She she seems like one of those people who thinks she can fix
2: him. Yeah. Fix him,
0: which is so tragic.
2: And then even still, she has seen him drunk and intoxicated a lot and he didn't sound like it on the phone or anything. So according to two people at this time, he didn't appear intoxicated. Unintoxicated? Intoxicated. What?
0: You said he didn't appear unintoxicated, which does not make sense. <laughs> he was. <laughs> double de- double negative. He appeared intoxicated. <laughs> You're intoxicated. <laughs> I'm
2: so tired. <laughs> all right. So I said it correctly at some, po-
0: at some point. At some all point. That... Okay. He, he did not appear to be intoxicated.
2: <laughs> all right. As long as I got it in there somewhere. Bless your heart for having to edit. Oh, gosh. Okay. Jeffrey and Gerald were in the kitchen living room area while Williams was walking around the trailer talking on the phone to Sandra. He ended up in the of Vinici's bedroom where Claire was still sleeping. He grabbed a twenty two automatic rifle from their bedroom and he came back into the main room and just shot Jeffrey in the face. And there was a shot in his hand too, but that was like a, you know, defensive wound. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to stop a bullet, but it's,
0: it's I just like a reaction. Some reaction. Yeah. yeah.
2: Something coming at your face.
0: And that worked um, for um, one of Richard Ramirez's victims. Do you remember that? He broke into her house and he shot at her and she held up her hand in a defensive motion. But she had her keys. So the bullet oh, yeah, hit her keys. And it, yep. I do remember that. And then she's such a badass. And then he saw they ran into each other outside and she said, you already shot me one time. And he was like, OK, good point. And just left. <laughs> he didn't really say, OK, good point. But it's like, that's what he thought. All right. Fair enough. And he just left. So she was fine. She is awesome, right? Okay, sorry, go ahead. Totally nothing to do with anything. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) Whatever. Gerald came from the kitchen and was going to the aid of Jeffrey when William shot Gerald in the neck and in the chest. Jeffrey and Gerald were both able to get up and run out of the trailer. And all of this uh, commotion is what caused Claire to wake up and see what was going on. She bypassed Williams, who was still on the phone, and ran outside and found Gerald laying in the yard while Jeffrey had run off for help. Gerald told her to go get help, so she ran to her neighbor's trailer, George Evans. George followed Claire to where Gerald was laying on the ground near the road. From here, he could see Williams in the doorway of the Perevinici's trailer, and George raised the shotgun he had brought out with him and told Williams not to shoot. And this caused Williams to duck back inside the trailer, and George ran back to his own... Trailer to call for police. What? That made Did sense.
0: I... Okay. Yes. All right. So we're good? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Okay. <laughs> I'm feeling gaslit a little bit. I thought we were good, but now I'm doubting it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this point, Sandra is still on the phone
2: with him and she heard two popping, cracking noises and she continuously tried to get William's attention through the phone. Like, I know she said his name a few times. Um, I think he picked up at one point like she could like hear him breathing or something and she like went to go say his name and he like I guess set the phone down and I don't know it was weird
0: yeah this whole thing is is weird the whole thing is weird because you would think that if he was in his right mind he would have hung up the phone yeah and then but then you think if he's not in his right mind he wouldn't have been scared of the other dude's gun right so the whole thing is just weird. Yes. Okay. Thank you for your contribution <laughs> to this conversation. And, and like, I don't,
2: I don't understand if this, if he was going, did it just like take time for whatever to happen, like click or set in? Or like, why didn't he hurt somebody at the crack house? Or why not immediately hurt Jeffrey as he opened the door to go in the trailer? Or, you know what I mean?
0: Yes. And, that's a valid question but i also read because i was reading about psychotic breaks brought on by drug, drug use. use yes and it says that sometimes it takes a certain stressor to really cause the break so i wonder if him fighting with his wife on the phone okay but if he was it's already I don't know. there
2: and that's the straw that broke the camel's back or yeah
0: something. yeah yeah but i you know i don't know i don't know yeah sure claire ran back to her trailer to try and find something to stop gerald from bleeding Of course, Williams was still inside, and she just asked him to help her, to help them. Instead of helping, he took the butt of his rifle and hit her in the face, which broke her jaw. It makes my mouth hurt. Ouch. Yes. He then ran out with the rifle and Claire's purse, which contained $500 in checks and credit cards. As he was running out, Buford Bilodeua was driving past and saw the three men outside, Gerald, Jeffrey, and Williams. Claire was still inside after having her jaw broken. Poor thing. She needs a minute. (laughs) Yes, because she's going to need a few minutes, guys. Uh, Buford saw Williams take another shot at Jeffrey and or Gerald, and this caused him to stop his truck, which is brave that he stopped. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, because I would have been like, uh, no thanks. I yeah, would and have it's... called the police. Well, this is not the time of cell phones. This happened in the early 90s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, n- now I'm good. So. Sorry. Williams ran up to him and told him that he needed his truck for an emergency, and Buford said that Williams looked like he had been taking dope. Yeah, so there's... A different people, account there.
2: Yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't know him he doesn't have a control to compare it to
0: yes but then that's another i think that's another point in the favor that he does look bad because he had apparently been doing this stuff all the time everybody else may just be used to how he looks does that make sense Yeah.
2: yeah okay that's fair
0: buford got out of the truck with his keys and took off for the woods Williams shot at him too, but missed. Without the keys to a vehicle, Williams ran down the street to the home of Linda and Freddie Barber, where he lived, where they lived with their two sons, Brad and Brian. He attempted to get inside their home. Linda heard someone at the door and opened it. And Williams shot her in the head immediately. Oh my gosh.
2: And this is what I mean by earlier. Like, I guess talking to his wife was the stressor
0: because this because, is what yeah. I would have expected the first If he'd time. already had some kind of break. Right. Right. Yeah. Freddie was sitting at the kitchen table eating breakfast and Williams went up to him and shot him in the head too he went to the first bedroom he came upon which happened to be Brian's and shot him at least twice in the head oh my gosh Brad was still asleep and heard the shots and the screaming he opened his bedroom door and looked out and saw Williams running around like a madman he shut and locked his bedroom door but Williams kicked it open. There was a struggle. At one point, Brad grabbed the barrel of the gun and was shot in the hand, but he was able to escape serious physical harm. Brad took off down the street to his sisters that lived nearby. Williams was able to find keys to the van that the family owned and he simply drove away. Gerald Paravenici and Linda, Freddie, and Brian Barber all died after the attack. By
2: the next afternoon, February 16th, he had reached the Mississippi Louisiana border. He stopped and called Sandra he told her he wasn't sure what happened but he was driving a van and there was blood on his clothing she advised him to call the police and turn himself in which surprisingly is exactly what he did and on april 12th 1992 he was indicted on two counts of capital murder and two counts of attempted murder which i don't understand
0: yeah why was it just two i don't know okay so we have
2: no clear answer on that
0: (laughs) don't know why don't know why it was only two counts
2: Uh, During the trial, Williams testified that he didn't remember all of the events beginning when he was at the second club and ending when he called Sandra on the afternoon of the 16th. He said he remembered going to the bathroom at the second club after taking the LSD and began to feel very scared. He claimed he saw the walls move and saw a large apparition walk towards him that made him fear for his life. He said he started, quote, flipping out the morning of the 15th before he called Sandra and admitted to trying to disguise the fact that he had been drinking and doing drugs all night long. He testified he didn't remember anything between the time he dialed Sandra's phone number that morning and when he found himself driving the barber's van the next day. He did admit to the police that he saw blood on his pants and he threw the rifle in the water near a bridge. So, I've never done LSD or crack or any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Why do you say it? Like, why do you do that?
0: Because I'm agreeing with you. Yes, we've never done those things. Oh, yeah, Thank goodness. No.
2: Oh, what was I saying? Oh, so someone I know has done LSD. And so I was asking, like, what is this like a legitimate thing? Like, what you know, and they said that um, seeing walls move and just seeing weird stuff or whatever, that that's that's what it does. Like, that's a thing.
0: Well, and then you mix that with alcohol, and alcohol. And, prescri- and I think it, they said he was taking prescription drugs. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good combination, guys. Don't do this. These are what we call bad choices. <laughs> so it's PSA, yeah, PSA for you. Do not mix LSD, crack cocaine, prescription drugs, and alcohol. Thank you. Have a nice day. You can take them separately, just not all together. <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> okay. In August of 1992, psychiatrist Dr. Claude L. Brown, who testified for the defense, met with Williams. He diagnosed Williams with ber- borderline personality. Dis- Why is that so hard for me to say? <laughs> He diagnosed Williams with borderline personality disorder, which is a mental disorder characterized by inner emptiness, dissatisfaction, and impulsive actions undertaken in order to feel better. Dr. Brown said that people with BPD have limited but intense fluctuating relationships. He also said that people, (laughs) he also said that people with BPD can end up, you've been in the same relationship for 27 years. Yes. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For 27 years. It's been eight. Calm down. Um, almost a decade
0: uh he also said that people with bpd can end up with psychotic behavior by increases in anxiety from any source He claims Williams' disorder dated back to his childhood before the alcohol and drugs came into play. As for LSD, Dr. Brown said that it is, per weight, the most psychogenic drug in the world, and it causes distortion and detachment from reality, and that using other drugs and alcohol increases these responses. He testified that, in his opinion, Williams was psychotic at the time of the murders, and he was suffering from a mental disease that caused him to under... To not understand. Okay, (laughs) we both did (laughs) it (laughs) again. i mean that's a very important word to leave out though (laughs) it changes the whole meaning of the sentence (laughs) sorry he testified that in his opinion williams was psychotic at the time of the murders and he was suffering from a mental disease that caused him to not understand fully what he was doing he said that williams bpd alone would not have caused the massacre but adding the drug and alcohol is what caused him to do this and that if williams had stayed sober it wouldn't have happened Okay, so basically, he's saying that it's not the mental disorder that caused him to do it. It was adding the alcohol and the drugs and all that to his disorder. Right. Okay. Right. Long story short, yes.
2: Yes. So, Dr. Harry McLaren, a psychologist who testified for the prosecution, diagnosed Williams with BPT. Who?
0: <laughs> Harry McLaren's an excellent name.
2: It is. I know. As soon as you said, said it, said it. <laughs> I was yeah. like,
0: that's a great name,
2: Harry McLaren. It's very smooth.
0: Okay, Harry McLaren. He should be a PI. He should.
2: Dr. Harry McLaren, a psychologist who testified for the prosecution, um, also diagnosed Williams with BPD, substance abuse, and antisocial personality disorder. Antisocial personality disorder is classified as a person who consistent bleh, a person who consistently shows no regard for right and wrong and ignores the rights and feelings of others. Dr. McLaren said that LSD can cause psychosis that can last from 8 to 12 hours and that Williams' amnesia was more than likely caused by the combination of everything altogether. McLaren asked Williams to recount the events of of those days and Williams said he had drinks with Sandra, went to the other club, got three hits of LSD, went to the other house to smoke crack. He remembered arguing with Sandra that morning on the phone and that's when he began to flip out. He heard someone holler his name and he felt like everyone was against him. He thought his only way out was to shoot his way out and there was no other memories before he found himself driving the van in Mississippi. Dr. McLaren did say that someone that has taken LSD will see things that aren't there. So, so far he was agreeing with Mm -hmm. what Dr. Brown
0: said. Yeah, which is rare for the defense and the prosecution to agree right. on that part.
2: But in contrast to Dr. Brown, Dr. McLaren said that since Williams deliberately shot each victim twice or um, in or near the head, that Williams was able to appreciate his wrongfulness of his act. Dr. McLaren did agree with Dr. Brown that if Williams had not taken in all of the alcohol and drugs, that this wouldn't have happened. So he, he's saying that because he shot each victim for as a kill shot, essentially, uh-huh. that he did know what he was doing, which I don't I don't know if I believe that or I don't know if I agree with that. I mean,
0: I don't know if I do either.
2: I don't know. This one's so hard because he's saying he already admitted that he thought his only way out was to shoot his way out. Uh-huh. And if that's what's in his mind, then you are going to go for a kill shot.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I
2: people in a leg, you know?
0: Well, and then um claire
2: he didn't shoot at all right he hit her but i don't i don't know i'm
0: i don't know about that
2: yeah i agree with the um adding the drugs and everything oh yeah for sure because
0: absolutely that's just kind of what happens guys your brain on drugs this is your brain
2: on drugs but i don't know if i feel you know whatever
0: all right so on november 11th 1992 a jury returned a guilty verdict for one count intentional murder during the course of a robbery for the deaths of freddie and linda barber Then there was another guilty verdict for the capital offense of intentional murder for the deaths of Gerald, Freddie, Linda and Brian. There was a vote of 10 to 2 for the death penalty. William's mother, Patricia Neal, asked the jury not to recommend the death penalty. Oh, she just showed, she showed back up again? See, and I was confused on if this was his adoptive mother, which is his
2: aunt or if it's his biological mother. I'm assuming it's his biological mother because of what she's fixing to say
0: okay which she says I just blame me because I was not a mother to my son like I should have been please don't kill my son this is why you take care of your children guys if you have kids please take care of them <sighs> anyways okay and on December 1st 1992 he was sentenced to death on May 19th 2011 he died at six nineteen p.m. he made no last meal special request he ate food his family brought from the vending machines inside the prison his final words were, "I hope that the families of the victims forgive me for what I have done." Freddie's brother, Louis Barber, was asked after the execution if he could forgive Williams. He said, "It's possible." He sounded kind of sincere. He asked us to forgive him. He said he was sorry. We'll take it from here. I have so many problems with this case. Yes. Yeah, it's it's so hard because he killed four people, but I don't. Uh, you know, I just I don't know. And
2: in my opinion, I feel you usually know when your brain doesn't work like other people's does that make sense it I'm does try- I don't know I'm, if I
0: agree with you but yes I know what you're saying I don't know if I agree with you but I know I'm what not you're trying to
2: be disrespectful or no I didn't know how to word it and I wish he had gotten help
0: if uh-huh. he had
2: noticed or if someone else had noticed but in the same thing it was his choice to take the drugs, it, yes his of choice to drink, you know what I mean, so yes, you was he essentially like the butterfly effect, he essentially made the choice to kill these people when he started doing the drugs and drinking that night it's it was what set everything in motion,
0: it is, but you have to remember when this happened, he was only twenty four years old i I understand, but it's just a ter it just sucks, you know, four people are dead, he's dead now, and I just don't know. I don't know i feel like he needed a lot yeah he needed a lot of mental health help he needed parents to take care of him i'm fixing to get upset he just it's this is a terrible case it just sucks yeah. good choice thank good you choice ashley thanks i guess it just sucks this one sucks i mean
2: I, it does it does it yeah it does there's no other way to put it
0: <laughs> yeah it there's yeah you're absolutely right he needed mental health help and instead he got drugs yep. he was he was self-medicating it just, it's mm-hmm. terrible. Four people lost their lives because of it. He lost his life and not to mention all the other victims, not just Claire with a broken jar and the... It's friends it, and family. And- his friends and family. Their friends it- and families. Yeah. The Barber's and the Pera friends and families. Brad Barber, who lost his entire family. Right. You know, right. It's, just, it's all just tragic. It's just, this is a tragic, tragic case. Aren't you glad we have a true crime comedy podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And then there was also some hubbub, which is an excellent word, and we should use it more, hubbub about his execution. Hubbub about. Hubbub about. about. There's also some hubbub about his execution, because apparently they switched the drug they were going to use, and there was not, he was the first one executed with it, and there was no really, no evidence that it worked the same way as the other drug, and they were like, no, it's fine, just use it anyway. But we're the greatest country in the world. Yep.
2: Jeez. I saw i saw a thing on facebook i forget the context but this person i assume from britain or england or or are they one in the same i don't know europe
0: (laughs) what english
2: english people uk yeah he's from the uk that's what i was looking for um and he said something about is America a first world country or a third world country? And I'm it's like, hard oh, to tell I felt that. Days. I felt that. Yeah,
0: that's not wrong. That's, that's a good question. I, was like, I have no point. answers for you, sir. Good
2: point, my man. Good point. Touche,
0: touche, sir. Anyways, hi. Give me a happy ending. Okay, so our birthday's today. In 1820, on February 15th, Susan B. Anthony was born.
2: Hey, I know and her. Just- I mean, not know her, know. know her, but.
0: Kay. and just for anybody who doesn't know she was a leader in women's suffrage and she was also an active abolitionist in 1820 what, she was born what's an abolitionist? they wanted to get rid of
2: slavery abolishist Ab- okay
0: okay bunch of revolutionary manumission abolitionists give me your position show me where the ammunition is yes Hamilton was also an abolitionist anyways okay Um, and then in 19 19- he wanted to abolish slavery? yeah oh good for him okay yeah. go ahead Okay, and then in 1951, Jane Seymour was born. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Mm. Yeah. The birthday's for Slim today. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And then in 1976, Brandon Boyd was born, and he's the lead singer of Incubus. And I was determined that I was going to marry him one day, simply so I could hyphenate my last name so my name would be Kelly Floyd Boyd. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, also, he's terribly cute, but also because I wanted to be Kelly Floyd Boyd you can still be kelly floyd boyd no yeah i didn't realize i could just change my name <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah you can change your last name but you can't get mental
0: help okay got okay. it okay nailed it welcome welcome to america All okay. right, welcome to america all right so then i also have princess consuela banana hammock <laughs> was it princess sophia consuela banana hammock or something like that From <laughs> crap bag <laughs> Oh, God. (sighs) Anyways, and then our events today, we only have two. So, in 1978, both are true crimey, though. In 1978, Ted Bundy was recaptured in Pensacola, Florida.
2: Oh, this is after he uh, escaped from jail
0: the first time or the second time? The second time. Oh, yay. Talking about a mediocre white dude getting away with stuff because he's a mediocre white dude. Yep. Uh, Speaking of mediocre white dudes who got away with stuff, Jeffrey Dahmer, in 1992, was also found sane and guilty of murdering 15 men and boys in 1992 once again two mediocre white dudes who got away with stuff because they were mediocre white dudes what did jeffrey Dahmer get away with they he there was one boy okay, sorry first sorry all, it makes me so mad <laughs> calm down there was I'm one like, I'm boy. i'm pretty sure
2: he's dead because he got caught so
0: yeah there should have been like four or five less victims though because he had a victim who escaped his apartment with a hole oh, drilled in his oh, head oh, and they okay, led that okay. boy back into the apartment okay Okay. And okay. sent yes. him back to his murderer because okay. he's a mediocre white dude and they didn't want to get involved in gay stuff.
2: <sighs> I see where you're going with this now.
0: Sorry. I'm so mad. Got Actually, it. he was pulled over. I'm pretty sure he was pulled over while carrying the body of his first victim.
2: No, that was Ed Kemper.
0: Mm, I'm pretty sure it happened to Jeffrey Dahmer, too. He had killed the guy. He had him in the garbage bag in the backseat of his car. And he was, he was driving around. And I'm pretty sure a cop pulled him over and said... What are you doing driving this late or something? Or maybe he was drinking or something. He was like, well, I'm just upset because my parents are getting divorced or something. And they just let him go on his way. He had a body in his trunk of his car.
2: Okay, well, how many times did me and you get pulled over and they let us go? Did we ever have a body in the trunk of our car? We could have. But we did not. Maybe not a dead one, but probably a passed out one. I'm kidding.
0: I was about to say, what happened? I was not there for these <laughs> events. <laughs> Excuse you, ma'am. Also, we never got pulled over. Yeah, we, we did. We got in a car accident one time. No, there was that, and we
2: got pulled over one time for speeding, remember? And the cop ended up getting another call that was, like, more important.
0: Oh, we weren't doing anything bad that night. We were speeding. Well, that was it, though. It's like we were up to shady business. Oh. Oh. That was my point. They could have searched the whole car, and we would have been fine.
2: Oh, yeah. The car accident, no. (laughs) Whoopsie-daisy. Why is there a backpack was, that weighs 500 pounds and it's full of alcohol bottles? I
0: mean, but what? I was fine that night. I hadn't been drinking. so Yeah, you
2: were fine. But that's still possession.
0: Well, yeah, I know that. But <clears> anyways, <throat> it still wasn't a dead body. My point is it still wasn't a dead body. <laughs>
2: True. We've never had a dead body in the car that I
0: know of. Ooh, that creeped me out. Don't say that anymore. Oh. Okay. And those are our <laughs> two events for today. And then I wanted to take a minute to tell you guys that next week we're doing something a little different for our episode And this makes me so happy. So in honor of, should we tell them what we're doing or should it be a surprise? Let it be a surprise. Okay. I like surprises. But I don't. But I do. Okay. I'll give a hint then. We'll we'll meet in the middle. Okay. So we're doing something special for the episode next week in honor of the last episode we're releasing in February, which is Black History Month. And that's your clue for what we're doing next week. It's going to be a totally different, not totally different. It's going to be a little bit of a different format. The cases are going to be a little bit different, so look forward to it. I guess that's it. Okay, Kate, Kate thanks. All who right. So, who caught your eye, eye this week? week? Oh, I knew you were gonna... I we, we. What do you mean you knew I was going to ask you? It's literally part of the podcast every <laughs> week. <laughs> this is not a mystery. It's not a surprise.
2: Uh. So I was in Fairfax all week again, mm-hmm. and went to the to the place with the grilled, the grilled cheese, cheese and, and beer. Yeah. And I was reading and I'm reading right now. I'm rereading actually Stephen King's um, 112263. Okay. Um, And so the bartender, her name is Elizabeth. She is a big Stephen King fan Uh and I am too. So we were discussing Stephen King books for like an hour and it was fantastic
0: oh that's adorable
2: i know know. it was the best that's true love when you can discuss books yeah so i sat there and like ate my sandwich and drank my beer and we were just talking and it was the best
0: oh that's so cute (laughs) yeah that's a good story i enjoyed that one thank
2: you she will now be my new best friend and i will vote you off the island
0: you go ahead and run this podcast without me i dare you (laughs) i don't know how to do anything though (laughs) exactly more likely become a solo host just me and I'll have Riley, Riley jump in and just say words every few minutes. It wouldn't be any different than what this is now. I'll just record Riley going, really? Wow. <laughs> no
2: way. Wait, where am I? I'm lost. I'm there you go. What word is this? I don't and just have it.
0: her mixed words up. February. <laughs> February. February.
2: Feb- February. February. February
0: feb you airy we don't really pronounce the first r feb 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 you exactly that's how it should be spelled but for some reason there's an r in the front who put that there i'm sure it's from a greek or latin word or something
2: well that's dumb okay well okay who caught your eye
0: so i was watching the live remake of aladdin again uh-huh. I had it on in the background while I was editing this week. And the guy who plays Aladdin, Mina Massoud, I think that's how you say his name. He's so cute. Aww. I love him. And then Naomi Scott, who plays Jasmine, is gorgeous also. So, Does I guess she look like Jasmine? She's I, I think she's prettier than Jasmine. She's gorgeous. I always thought Jasmine was pretty. Yeah, me too. But yeah, so I guess, I guess this week it's Jasmine and Aladdin caught my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Like, I get it uh it's true of the cartoon it's true of the live action yeah so that that's what i got maya my meo Mio. Mio. meo Mio. Maya.
2: meo what is Mio. happening
0: Mayo that was a show it's called Mio Mio. <laughs> it's a little baby show that riley used to watch and it was these little clay figures you would have hated it it would freak you out you should look it up when you get done
2: no I'm de- <laughs> and I'm they de- just de- make de-
0: little it's really cute the little clay animals and they like move around and stuff but they don't talk they just make these weird noises <laughs> Oh, no, thank you. It's really cute. And it goes, Mia, 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 la, 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 mm. la. <laughs> no, and then it goes, <laughs> Are you hot? Never mind, you don't have to watch it. I just did it right for you. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Mic drop. Thanks. gonna get sued by copyright people (laughs) (laughs) we have no money (laughs) broke af all
2: right
0: you guys so that's our case from february 15th 1992 Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at a date with murder and on Facebook at a date with pod. Bye. Okay.
2: Love you. Miss you. Bye.
0: Love you. Miss you. Oh my gosh. My chair almost fell down.
2: Your chair almost fell down. Um, <laughs> fell down from where?
0: I mean, it's
2: died. Fall down. What?
0: Who? So I'm in a little rickety chair because I'm set up in my bedroom. Uh, and I the, lean forward. Like fold
2: up that fold uh-huh, up? Uh-huh. yes. Yeah, okay. All right. You don't have to explain it anymore. Yes, your chair did almost fall down. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I almost died. <sighs> <laughs> I can't imagine sitting here and that happening, and all of a sudden, you're not there anymore.
0: <laughs> Just shoot, I'm gone. <laughs> uh, Kelly? Okay, well, while you're down there, I'm gonna go get a snack. I'm gonna go get my Pop Tarts out of the
2: car. Okay. Oh, okay let's try if this we again. laugh this hard about the thought of you
0: falling <laughs> <laughs> oh, i guess we'll be canceling <laughs> too much oh okay all right <laughs> let's try this again okay okay love you miss you bye <laughs> love you miss you bye amen amen i gotta get out of
2: this chair i was i mixed up the lines because i'm getting blurry oh good Oh, because where are my glasses? Downstairs. <laughs> probably why I can't see.
0: I mean, yes.
2: And every time one of them came in, like, they came and hugged me.
0: Oh, that's the worst. And- <laughs> it really is. Just all of a sudden, that this music hard. started playing. I have a website open to talk about the Bethel School for Children's School. I have a website open. And it just randomly started oh. playing an ad. Whew, my heart is pounding. <laughs> really Your scary. face is red. <laughs> you are an adult. Are you Okay. Help! Oh, i are under attack. They're playing music.
2: It must be no, bad music.
0: I don't like that one. Skip that song. Next. <laughs> I got the Hamilton soundtrack on there. <laughs> I don't know why I made my voice sound like that. <laughs> That's the voice I make when I'm under attack. What are you all doing? Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm so
2: glad we Facetimed so we could cry together. <laughs> you put your hand on my face. I'm gonna throw up. Okay,
0: and it won't affect me any. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, I gotta. You can do just something. edit
2: that out. Who cares? I printed this out, and I was flipping through the pages because I have to number them for some reason. Uh huh. And I got to one, and I literally have to read the entire page, and I was like,
0: Ugh, <laughs> I'm gonna mess up so much. And you wrote it. <laughs> you have no one to blame but yourself. You assigned the parts.
2: I don't have a defense.
0: You're right. The defense rests. The defense rests. <laughs> <laughs> Objection.
2: Objection! Objection! Sustained. How come the lawyers don't get the tap taps? Because that's the judge. Yeah, but I feel like the lawyers should get like a, like the Jeopardy button. Be like, uh no, sir. No,
0: they each get their turn.
2: I mean, yeah, but I mean, when they holler
0: out objection. Then they don't get to holler out objection. I'd <laughs> rather okay, holler out objection and point really aggressively. Objection! <laughs> You're out of order! This whole runs out of order! <laughs> And then just pick up a big thick file and slam it down on the desk. <laughs> it's full of nothing but blank paper. Because <laughs> we don't know me? how to lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, lawyer, you need to just sit down. <laughs> do you need a snack? <laughs> yes, please.
2: <laughs> yes, please. What do you have, though? I hate you so much.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> you don't.
2: <laughs> I expect people to read my mind. And I get upset when they can't.
0: But then you get upset when they do, too. Yes. Okay. Don't don't, don't, don't read my mind. I'm going to leave that out for your mother's sake.